Hello, listeners. This is Yakez's Life Advice. We are Yakez, the most adorable married musical duo in the world. I'm Twitter. And I'm Poppy John. We've been through so much this past year medically, personally, spiritually. Coming out on the other side with new perspective and drastic life changes. We're here to share this with you. And we'd like for you to join us on this journey of transformation. Yeah. Here we are. Oh, happy 2020. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year. I'm still dealing with some throat issues, but... Getting a little better. Yeah, I'm doing the episode with uh, Frankie Five Angels over here. <laughs> Frank Pantangeli. No. Mm, oh, Godfather reference. Oh, Godfather reference for those of you millennials who haven't seen one of the most important films of all time. They would just get bored watching it probably because it's more than two and a half hours long. Okay. Keeping it positive. Keeping it no. 2020. Today is a very special sonic journey into 2020. It is a very special sound episode. So, uh, and we've been working on a lot of music. We just came back from the Bird Watcher Studio in the Catskills. Mm-hmm. We spent the holidays there with a fire and in a studio recording new material for the Further Into the Future album, which we're looking to drop now on 0220 Whoa, that's a mouthful. That's February 20th, 2012. You know that? Is that right? Yeah. 2012. Yeah. 2012. It sounds still ahead of its time. It sure does. <laughs> we really wrote this too because we were recording a lot of making our own original holiday songs and we noticed there weren't really a whole lot of New Year's songs aside from like Old Lang Syne and others but it seems to be like the only holiday that everyone actually celebrates and it's kind of weird that there's not more new year songs yeah where are all the new year songs so we're doing a service that's why we filled in the gap we did that for you Feelings, feelings, happy feelings, 
We have about 20 to 30 songs that are pretty well done and probably another 20 songs that are kind of in various states, um, which we'll be playing selections from throughout this whole podcast, uh, new material. But it all goes back to a song called Loving You Makes Loving Easy. Which you consider to be a country song. The country song. On what planet, I'll never know. Well, you know what? Uh, when we recorded that, <clears throat> that was also probably 2012 or 2013. That was before Little Nas X and all this like uh, crossover of people doing uh, kind of hip-hop and pop country, electronic country, and all those other weird kind of blends. But, you know, there is yodeling in the song and some harmonica. Little country song. There is. Well, we we've always we we hold country a love for country deep within us, and we loved. In fact, uh, we'll be talking a bit about our favorites of 2019 and some stuff we've been watching over the holidays. But let me tell you that Casey Musgraves' uh, Christmas special was adorable. Yeah, it was great for her. And um, yeah, that came out this year, but she came out with a Christmas album in 2016, maybe. Anyway, her Christmas album is fantastic. It's really good. It's amazing. She does some standards on it, but she does a lot of originals, and actually we find the originals are the best songs on there. The better. They make me cry. They talk about crying, and then they actually do make you cry. (laughs) It's a good album. Here we go with Loving You Makes Loving Easy, part of the Sonic Journey episode. Do enjoy. Yeah, so this got us into uh, more of a futuristic sound away from uh, our... We were kind of doing like more of a throwback hip-hop sound a bit. A little bit of a little touch to it. Absolutely. I was, we, were, we were obsessed with Wu-Tang. I think Wu-Tang <laughs> was the portal that brought us into music together. Yeah. But uh, I'd say that along the way we started experimenting with different stuff, getting... Maybe a little more electronic, or also psychedelic, and also even doing country, like actual straight-up country, a little acoustic stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we started to think about ideas, and it just seemed like this was going to be the way of our future recordings, and looks like we're going to do a two-part album, the first one on February 20th, and then a part two of that sometime this year, and also a Party Bus album. Party Bus. All the obnoxious sounds and songs with bratty attitude. Um, Because, you know, I'm not so comfortable with a bratty attitude anymore. I feel like I've had a spiritual awakening, and I prefer to share the the voice of my authentic soul. Um, But... You know, there are still there's still a lot of angst and comedy and bratty vibes, and those bratty vibes are going to go on the Party Bus album. Twitter. Poppy John. Check it. We wreck it. Check it. Check it. Children. Love them children. Stop. Feed them children. Stop. Teach the children. Stop littering. Clean up your mess, I will do the rest. I don't know voodoo, I don't wear a tutu, don't watch no Hulu. 
And Mr. President, fuck you who get me on a green screen and watch me glow. That's Norte Americano, you know. Toxic exotic. When Twitter drops it, Twitter drop, poppy drop, Twitter drop, poppy drop, 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 the most adorable duo in the world, the youngest middle-aged boy and girl. Watch the free flag unfurl. Take a trip to the stars, meet my feminist bodyguards. They'll take you far from this carnage, created by government garbage. We're over here, Happy John's outreach program. With Trashley, Baby Man, on the Yakas Caravan. Swim, Happy John. Check it. Yeah. We've wrecked it. Yo, yo. Yo lay he ho. Yo, yo, yo. Yo lay he ho. This is our country song because we got that farmland charm. Don't be alarmed. As we and it might be a live album. Or there might be a live album. As well. We'll see. You know, with our order of business here, I'm leafing through the old farmer's almanac. The 2020 edition that John bought for our household. I feel like a lot of younger people, you know, even people our own age, uh, don't really know almanacs as much <clears throat> as they used to. They used to be a quite a popular thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. They contain a lot of stuff like weather predictions, which, you know, they're based on averages. But they also tell you important information like moon cycles and um, various facts and little uh, bits of folklore. Um, things about gardening. Gardening, growing, how to gr- a garden jokes, with the moon cycles. Essays, all kinds of general reference and just uh, odd tidbits of stuff. It's, uh, this The Farmer's Almanac's been published in 1792. You can get it at almanac.com. You could also read uh, some selections from it there, too. I recommend it highly. I recommend everyone have one for their home, too. Well, I gotta say, just in leafing through this one, I'm so super excited to just have a reference right in hand where I can know when the full moons and new moons of every month are going to happen. Finally now, I feel like I am really in the rhythm. Full moon this month will be January 10th. The new moon will be January 24th. February, the full moon is the 9th. The new moon is the 23rd. The month after that, March, full moon is on the 9th, and the new moon's on the 24th. So now, you know, I, this is it. I'm just, I, I know now, I can predict now when every full moon's going to be, when every new moon's going to be. It's not like some kind of weird mystery, or I have to, like, find it out on Instagram, you know, when the certain astrologer or people that I follow tell me. I just know now. Yeah, and it gives you a little bit of information, too, about the full moons. Like, the upcoming January 10th one is known as a full wolf moon because Native Americans thought that uh, noticed that wolves were howling more that time of year. It was thought to be out of hunger, but uh, now they, they think more it's probably just to, uh, the wolves defining territory or locating their pack or gathering for hunting. And um, Native Americans had a lot of respect for wolves. Um, not fear, but respect. And I think maybe that's... Uh, Something important to think about as we go into 2020. Respecting the wolves. Or respecting your inner animal. Respecting your inner animal. And using these cycles of life to help affirm these things or connect to these things for yourself. In our household, I had a very powerful new moon ceremony uh, in November. Uh, At the time, 
I was at a certain point in my stem cell transplant where it's like I was getting better, but my digestion wasn't so great. There was this moment of like, oh, should I be on this or that pill? I think the, the doctors wanted to put me on some kind of, um, what the heck was it again? What was, what? I can't even remember what I used to take. I love it. What was the thing? Um, the Prilosec? Yeah, 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 Prilosec. So I used to be on this uh, sort of antacid thing actually to protect my stomach from all the meds that were part of my treatment. So I was taking, I have a fine stomach. I had no problem with this my whole life, but I would had to take this um, in order to protect my stomach. Now I'm not having to take all that stuff, and I thought, I want to I wanna get off this medicine. I don't need it. And they were like, well, you know, and so I said, you know what, I'm going back. This was all intuitively. I thought, wait a minute, I've had all this Ayurvedic training. I know how to how to bring myself into a better digestive health and also to eat things that are a little more calming and easy. So when it came down to the new moon, we made uh, I made a beautiful ghee for us in the uh, style that I had learned in my yoga training, Rasa yoga training. And I also embedded an affirmation into it about my health and the health of our uh, household. And then I made kitchari, which is a beautiful Ayurvedic recipe of... (laughs) John's very familiar with kitchari at this point. Let me just describe what kitchari is. (laughs) Come on. You take um, the two blandest ingredients you can find in the kitchen... (laughs) And you combine them to create like a super bland food. So I wanted to it's on super gentle. Guess what? It, it freaking fixed my whole freaking digestion. Yeah. You know what we could do with the rest of that kitchenie? I know there's a certain full moon coming up. Feed it to the wolves. <laughs> oh. It's aromatic rice and some and split mung dal beans and beautiful spices and some ghee. This thing set me right. I'm all done with the stupid digestive medicines. I'm taking good craps now. And I tell you, now that we're here, <laughs> now that we're here in January, you know what's beautiful? I kind of feel like I don't need the affirmation that I needed in November as much. I really feel like it's been integrated into my system. I still say the affirmation when I take that ghee. Mind you, that ghee is supposed to last like a year. We're almost done with it. Hey, that's supposed to last a year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like it could last like serious? six months to a year. Oh, yeah. We're almost done with that thing. That ghee is so freaking good. I catch her smelling it sometimes. Oh, I smell. I kidding. I'm sitting. I smell it. <clears throat> I'm thinking about my beautiful affirmation that I sung into it. Oh, I love it. It's going to be almost done. <laughs> so John's sick of Kitchity. I'm sick of it. He can't even look at it. And mind you, Kitchity, you know, you could go on a cleanse where you're eating nothing but Kitchity for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could. Yeah. He You could also go outside and just eat dirt. <laughs> I do breakfast and lunch and then I'll have a different dinner. Or maybe I'll have Kitchity with dinner. Yeah. So, okay, let's get back That's to this. exciting. Let's get back to this inner animal. Okay? Think for a moment. What's your inner animal right now? And, and remember, there's no incorrect answer. There's no incorrect answer? We have...
There's this, a lot of animals in this yeah, house. A lot of animals, a lot of animals. This brings us to our next tune that will most likely appear in the Farther Into the Future album, Big Cat. We also have a big cat that lives with us named Ellington. Yeah. He's a good boy. He is a good boy. He's a bit he's a hunter. He is I mean he catches every bit of prey he can find in this house. He's also known as Buddy Boy. Buddy Buddy Boy Boy. Buddy Big Big Butt. Buddy Buddy Big Cat. That's turned to Buddy Boy. He's a good boy. Behemoth. Behemoth. He's also orange Master and margarine. he's orange and white. So good thing, like if the Force Awakens had come out uh, before we had gotten him, he would have been BB-8. I'm sure he would have been BB-8 because he looks like BB-8. But buddy, buddy, boy, I'm boy. I'm pretty sure he would not have been BB-8. Boy, boy, eight. No. Boy, boy, eight. Everything in the house. Yeah, he likes to eat a lot. <clears throat> One time I came home. Um, and he had gotten into the freezer, like he had climbed on top of the fridge, gotten into the freezer, and ate half a quart of uh, Haagen-Dazs ice cream. I believe it was vanilla flavored. Yeah, it was. And he ate a frozen waffle, like an Eggo. <laughs> it, was, it was actually frozen. And he ate it. I don't even know how that's possible. But he catches lots of mice, and he eats them whole while they're alive. And it's disgusting and um, kind of inspiring in a disgusting kind of way. And we're admitting now that there are mice in our building. But hey, this is Brooklyn. This is New York. What, are we, what, are we, what can you do? But there's not many. I mean, there are. Oh, there are none. There are none in our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> not for long, anyway. <laughs> Okay, there's a lot of exciting things coming up this year. Aside from a new Yak Has album, which is probably, well, but I'll say probably. It's indisputably the most exciting thing happening in 2020. I can just go ahead and say that now for anybody and everybody. Yeah. But it's also a leap year. Oh. Yeah. So, um, as you know, every four years, you add an extra day to the month of February. Did you know that? To make it February 29th. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So, for it to be a yeep year, <laughs> easy for me to say, to be a leap year, the year number must be divisible by four, and a century year must be divisible by 400. Example, 1700, 1800, 1900 were not leap years. So, why is there a leap year? This is also from the Farmer's Almanac. Earth takes a fraction longer than the Gregorian calendar's 365 days to complete its orbit around the sun, about 0.2422 of a day more. Adding an extra day to the calendar every four years keeps it synchronized 
with the four seasons. Without leap days, the calendar would be off by about 5 hours, 48 minutes, and 45 seconds each year. Mm. Filling in the gap again. There will be a quiz on this later. Okay, so what else has been going on? Huh? So You had a birthday. I did. I did have a birthday. That was pretty cool. Uh, it was really exciting. It felt uh, it felt really good. I made my first cake. You did, and it was absolutely delicious. We've been watching. Uh, come on, we were super inspired because during the entire stem cell transplant, the part where I was kind of living in the medical terror, we watched Great British Baking Show or whatever the heck it's called. Great British Bake Off. I believe it's Bake Off in the UK, but I think in America it's the Great British Baking Show. So it was so inspiring. So it's the same show. We started making cheesecake. We, we we made cheesecakes. Uh, you baked me a birthday cake, which was absolutely delicious. Chocolate ganache. Yeah. Yeah. We did that. We did that. We are, and we've been going in a, on that ghee. You made cornbread one morning. I made cornbread. I woke up at 7 a.m. and boom, I made some cornbread. Um, you know, getting a little, I feel like a little koala fruit, bear. Fruit crisp. I feel like a little koala bear right now, and I'm just going with it. She's eating leaves. <laughs> I'm eating everything in sight. Um, and by leaves, I mean chocolate. You know, all my hair fell out. Uh, went, you know, I went bald. But my hair is starting to, you know, my, I got strong hair. I got strong ass hair. It's already growing in. And uh, I kind of love this look. I kind of love this shaved look. It feels androgynous in a in a way that I can really I think I don it well. And uh, it all it is helping me cope with my little you know my my extra little December pudge. <laughs> <laughs> and this is that's not you know there's no body shaming here. No, there's no body shame. It's all about, you've got to know how, where your body likes to be and where your bones, you know, it's all about how much do, how much do my bones want to support? We've got to let go of the sugars moving forward in January and stuff, don't you think? Well, if it's between that and kitchity, I'm going to go with sugars and be the <laughs> koala bear and the chocolate. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be ready to slowly get back into, uh, real life again and you know you always got to be mindful of the sugar so there was a song there was a song it's supposed to be kind of a punk song <coughs> uh called craving and it was originally supposed to go i want sugar i want salt 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 breathe something like that that was gonna be the whole thing the whole song yeah i originally wrote it as a uh, as a guitar song in a weird timing that she wasn't having it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. No, I wanted it to be real. <coughs> I wanted it to be super even. It's just bam, boom, bam, boom. Almost, almost uh, techno, almost like punk like or techno like. Super, super even and fast. So we started a, so then I started a clubby version. And we started this at Birdwatcher Studio, didn't we? Our last uh, little stint at Birdwatcher. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. That was in uh, summer. Yeah. End of summer. Se- it, September? August? What was that? August. Yeah. I loved so much how it came out, the song that was starting to develop from it. And it turned out that the craving seems to be of much more of a, uh, had a spiritual tone to it. Spirit, can you 
you hear it, lift me up so I get near it. Whisper word of self with this, so be I feel myself. Spirit, can you hear it? Lift me up so I get near it. Whisper well of self with this, or be I feel myself. The opposite of getting quick, we come equipped with pulse system. Get off that merry-go-round to internal bliss system. Self-care, don't care, hair or no hair. It's not fair when fools try to govern what you wear. Define yourself for maximum stuff, breathe in, breathe out the real top shelf. The real top shelf. Or just some deeper meaning aside from just sugar and salt. So the song changed. What is that? Am I now it's about kitchity and ghee. <laughs> now I want kitchity. I want ghee. <laughs> I want kitchity. I want ghee. Blah. Spirit, can you hear it? Lift me up so I get near it. Whisper well of self with this, so be I feel myself. Spirit, can you hear it? Lift me up so I get near it. Whisper well of self with this, so be I feel myself. The opposite of get a grip, we come quick with pulse system. Get off that round to internal bliss system. Self care, don't care, hair or no hair. Natural is my clear piss compassion. We've been watching a lot of other stuff too. We have. Oh yeah. What a... I mean, Netflix in general has been kind of big for us lately. Um, as their original content is blowing my mind. Sorry. Yeah. See, most recently we watched. Um, well, we watched uh, Marriage Story. Marriage Story, which should be called Divorce Story. It really should be called Divorce Story. What's the deal with the titles to pull you in? What the heck? It was pretty good, though. Oh, it was good. Good acting. Well, good supporting cast. Any artist who watches it is, I mean, it's sort of, it's a very true to life. Uh, the struggles are very true to life. I, unfortunately, I sided with the husband most of the freaking time, just based on knowing what a freaking. You would, <laughs> sexist. <laughs> a lot of it takes place uh, in uh, familiar territory. Seventh yeah. Avenue subway stop and yeah, freaking the the queue line. Yeah. And also, uh, what, what was the practice space that? Rehearsals were at the Gibney. I which freaked is not, out. Which is not in Times Square. No, I freaked as they out. Depicted in the movie. Exactly. I freaked out every time Becca Blackwell was on there. Oh yeah. my God. It was good. Yeah. Congratulations, Becca. Yeah. That was awesome. Love it. Uh, we watched Dolomite Is My Name. Pretty good. Which Pretty we. Pretty good. Very good. Yeah. Okay. I think is it is a legitimate and a, and a, a very fitting comeback movie for eddie murphy and we also watched him on snl and we we uh we loved it i was i was very i was uh nervous i, I he, didn't think it was good he exceeded expectations he didn't come off all weird and guarded like he does in interviews no he's actually really good i yeah. mean i have some problems with the uh the politics of saturday night live lately oh yeah well they're doing this stupid thing where they're trying to like play like um like the middle of the road. Like they'll make fun of Trump, but they also make fun of the Democrats a lot. It's like they're trying to be like appeasing both sides. Mm. I think it's Colin, Colin Jost. I think it's his problem. Like the head writer now. And he's, I don't think he's very good. He's uh. like a, he looks like Max Headroom. Well, well, maybe he has a big head being with uh, Scarlett Johansson. ScarJo? Yeah, he's with ScarJo. He's got a big head now. So ScarJo hosted. That's uh, known. That was a good episode. She's such a talent. J Lo. She's such a talent. Um, hosted and K Stu hosted recently too. Mm. And Wilfer. 
Now, but you also had a little bit, you know, you had some problems also with some of the politic, uh, Eddie Murphy's politic around Dolomite. You were mentioning to me. Well, I mean, it's rumored that he squelched it. I don't know if he did, but somebody made a decision, completely downplay the fact that uh, Rudy Ray Moore, Dolomite, was homosexual. I guess, well, in real life, I guess he was closeted, but uh, all his uh, close friends and associates um, confirmed that he was, in fact, gay, which I guess uh, being kind of a comic in the 1970s, targeting an urban audience probably it wasn't that easy. Yeah. So, but, you know, you think in the movie they could have uh, could have done something in there. Mm. Mm. Uh, also, what we loved on the Netflix, <clears throat> uh, the movies that made us, in particular, mm. the Dirty Dancing episode. Fantastic. Amazing. And I have a lot of a personal connection with the producer of that movie because I've been teaching Lindy Gottlieb Pilates for about a decade now. And I adore this woman, and I was just so happy to see her story handled in this way and she really willed that movie into existence wow it's really inspiring too and you know something i must say i had a little moment even for my i had a moment for myself uh, watching it where i was like this movie really defined me in so many ways it really hearing the backstory now it's such a feminist movie it's made by really powerful women who were unrelenting in their vision and like you said really willed it to happen and I felt a little guilty because, you know, I realized, like, I don't know, some of my, in, in the movies I've collected, I've always gone with, uh, I don't know, the freaking boys club stuff. I, I own the I own the Godfather. I own I own all the Lord of the Rings. I own all the Star Wars. How many times I, have you seen Rocky? Just oh. in the past six months. <laughs> I, all, I mean. You watch it constantly. I just watch. If Rocky's on, I watch it. <clears throat> and it's always on. And it's always on. And it's like, wait a minute. This movie really defines defined me in so many ways. Yeah, why, the, why wouldn't I own that? The, and the music is fantastic. It's a woman's movie. But, you know, I, and I never really, um, until watching that documentary, I didn't, I had never really thought of this. But I, as a, as a, a child of the 80s, um, I think... Hey, that must have been like the first like mainstream or like any movie that I saw where abortion was uh, an important plot point. Yeah. Like I, I can't remember anything else at that time. Yeah. I mean, it probably is, but and of I don't remember. And of course they were urged to take it out. Like, <clears throat> take it out. And they were like, and absolutely refused. not. Absolutely so good not. Good on you, Linda. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I want to own more albums also uh, um, that are of women artists that I respect. My bad feminist. Anyway, okay. Now here's a boys club moment that that I relish and enjoy with zero guilt, and it's The Irishman. Wow, what a movie. Oh, my goodness. And Master. for anybody like complaining about it being too long, just stick to Instagram. Don't watch movies. <laughs> I mean, if it's a Marvel movie, it's three and a half hours, you're happy to watch it. But you can't just watch great art. 
Come on. It's like a cat playing with Christmas tinsel. I think social media has shrunk people's brains. Come on. It's a great movie. That could have been like another another six hours. And I would have watched it. The time. Captivating. I was, I was utterly captivated. And I will say, even just on a visual level, I... I was blown. I was. I was like, "Am I? Am I watching a Vermeer painting? What is happening? What is this beauty that doesn't even have to? Scenes didn't have to be as gorgeous as they were in how they were lit and how they were executed in every way. You're watching um, masters at work on every level. And didn't you say? <clears throat> excuse me. That you saw online some people complaining about De Niro. Oh, I saw someone. Yeah, playing an Irishman. Yeah, it's called Irishman, and it's Italians doing it. And where's the Irishman? First of all, Robert De Niro's half Irish. Right, and also it's called acting. You can you can act like a different white person if you're white. I mean, Kate Blanchett is one of my favorite working uh, actors in the world, and you know she did this movie called I'm Not There which uh, depicted Bob Dylan in different uh, phases of his career played by different people like uh, Richard Gere and Heath Ledger one of them there's just a few people but she was the best Bob Dylan an Australian woman playing a Jewish man acting the very definition is pretending to be someone that you're not (laughs) and McClellan is not really Gandalf (laughs) he's not a wizard he's not not a wizard (laughs) Oh my God! Well, I understand some of this, you know, when it comes to cr- giving more opportunities for artists of color or the marginalized to be represented and move. So I understand it there. Yeah. But He's when you're talking away about from marginalized Irish, yeah, actors. but you're talking about just freaking white. But yeah, where was Liam Neeson? He's doing Taken 18 right now. <laughs> I've got a very particular set of skills. <laughs> That's a little more Alec Baldwin. Let these white guys do whatever the heck they want. They're old and they're masters. I I, I want to see them do a freaking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer play. I don't care. <laughs> the fact that they've come together. Who you call Rudy? <laughs> what the heck is so Rudy about me? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, now, <clears throat> also... The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, well, HBO is a fantastic show. While we were, we don't have HBO right <clears throat> now, but we, we were able to watch watcher. it. Oh, we were able to watch it. Wow. Thank you, Jennifer. It's good. And I, I, I mean, I've been enjoying this last season, season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, <laughs> Wait a minute. You make fun of me, and then yet you totally got sucked in as I well. I do not. I, no, no. You did? No. Yes, you did. No, that's not the one I got sucked into. Mm. The New Jersey Housewives. Okay, yeah. And the Housewives, House, of Housewives of New Jersey. Housewives of Atlanta are the only Housewives that I watch. New Jersey and Atlanta. The Jersey ones is particularly entertaining. I'm not going to say it's good. Are there good people or any of that? Hey. People are people. But it's it's funny for all the wrong reasons, I guess. Um, some, what do you like about it? What do you like about these shows? Okay, so, so something for me about keeping up with the Kardashians is it's still, in the end, a family of women. 
So there is that whole reality thing of like every episode has some point of tension or some fight or some horrible thing that you're going to see happen that you feel like mostly just horrible because they're boring. No, but you feel like, okay, this must be planned and written, blah, blah, blah. So that still happens, but yet there are actually these moments of really heartfelt and heart to heart moments between sisters that I love. Um, I particularly love the breasts. Oh. No, uh, something... Please, tell me more. <laughs> I, I found myself, I was getting ready for the holiday, and I had this leotard on, and and uh, for, for those some people who have uh, followed me on Instagram, complimented this photograph that I took of myself. It was completely inspired by watching Days of the Kardashians. I was like loving just that they're like okay boobs are just flowing and pressed this way and that way and they're just having normal conversations i love it go on can you just draw some of these boobs (laughs) um again so this takes us into our next song yes side boob which is written by Poppy John, and I love that it's a song about side boob, and it's sung by Poppy John. I just want to say that before that, why am I always beating myself up? Is this is this this is a problem? But again, I feel like some aspect of feminism for me comes through in not feeling like a going against the objectification of women and not feeling like I have to put myself on display in this or that way but somehow that turns into some kind of puritanical quality where then I just want to cover up and there's a moment after watching the Kardashians I was like oh my god let the breasts flow I would love to walk around with my cleavage out to here just all the time I would love it I would and then also on Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, the the clothes are magnificent. I think it's why I love drag. Because there's a certain level of flaunting and flirtation and the, and the way the body is expressed um, that sort of becomes like, oh, well, women are not supposed to do that unless you're really rich and you live here or there, but it's accepted in drag. Um, I don't know. There's stuff. But anyway, I've been loving it. I'm loving the boobs spreading and flowing about and smushed together in this way and that way. Shiny. So shiny. Are you still talking about boobs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was storyboard. So we were... Oh, Sad Move is good. Is that a, that's a fun song for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's good for you. Yeah. Makes you want to dance. And I love being backup singer to you. It's my favorite. I love doing backup. Mm. I relish it. A great new adventure called last song was called Damn Dirty River. So during uh, Larissa's stem cell transplant, 
We were staying at this uh, hotel that was set up for us by the hospital. It was considered like outpatient treatment because you're going every day to have work done <coughs> regarding the stem cell the treatment. And then we would be, you know, under quarantine at the at this hotel. The Helmsley Tower. And, um, you know, in this whole, like, past few months, she's been under quarantine at home now. But anyway, while there, she was allowed to take little walks down outside, and we would walk over to the river. And she <laughs> just randomly, you know, it was like her one moment to be outside. She was talking about the river, and she was like, you know, she just starts saying, um, damn dirty river. I even love the smell of that damn dirty river. <laughs> even though you smell back because what we did to you. I'm sorry, river. I love you, river. And it was a very heartfelt moment. And it was, she was saying it kind of like, not not jokingly, but, but it was very heartfelt and it was very sentimental and it was very poignant to everything that was happening then. And she, even the line about, I'm a cheap day, just walk me down to the river that's in the song. She said that. And I just kind of clung to it. And Did you write it in your notes, like, at that moment? You I did. <laughs> I wrote those lines down, and then I wrote more on it. And you were kind of opposed to doing it. You wanted to change it to dang Dirty River. And I was well, like, no, it's got to be damn. Well, I felt bad. I felt very incriminating because I didn't like that I called <coughs> the river damn Dirty River. Um, because the moment for me, I was actually so thankful that of the little bit that I could do in the little places that I could go, I could at least walk and like look at this beautiful moving body of water and look out over the bridge. And I was so thankful and felt so lucky for this little moment, this little sliver of nature and appreciation for nature and it meant so much to me, and so yeah, you end up saying a damn dirty which river. I, something. Which I think we <coughs> capture that it does mean a lot to you in the song, hmm. and it also it took on a, another meaning too. Or it took on a couple meanings, but one of them being like um, environmentalism and the fact that it's about the fact that this is a river that is um, experiencing pollution from the city. But it says you know up north it flows uh, clean. Yeah, and I would say almost because of that, because of feeling a little bit uncomfortable about calling it a damn dirty river, I think allows in the singing of it for me to really express the real feeling uh, that I have for that moment uh, in which it was written, and then also for nature and and for the you know the kind of sorrow sorrow for what what we've done. Uh, even if it's not like us personally, but it is it's human, what humankind has done. Uh, the violence perpetuated against nature and against other peoples, against the indigenous culture. Um, so yeah, so I really have so much feeling for this song, and uh, we're so happy to share some of it with you in our 2020 Sonic Journey podcast episode. We're made from 70% water. Even the old dirty river's a teacher.
<clears throat> and the song kept going, and so I had this idea that it would bleed into another song with a, with a new beat, and I added a bass guitar to it. And then the reset kind of uh, put another drum track on the end of it, and I added some guitar to that, and just kind of continued being the same song. It was, the original idea wasn't for it to be different songs, but I think it's just going to, I don't know, it's probably going to stay the same song or be a reprise. It or, just keeps flowing like the river. Like the river. The river. I think we still need to put some words at the end of it. Uh, but we'll see. I think these are the words. We're just going to sample this The podcast. words are here. The words are right here. Fill the gap. Spread your um, shiny boobs around. Don't forget about the wolf moon. Happy, happy, happy New Year, people. Should we share some famous last words? Sure. Okay, this might this this might sound a little dark, but it's just kind of interesting. <clears throat> Maybe it's a way to. Close out 2019 as we go into 2020. This is also from the Farmer's Almanac. But uh, see, Benjamin Franklin's last words were, a dying man can do nothing easy. Beethoven said, friends applaud, the comedy is finished. Mm, I love that one. Are there any women or people? Oh, well, there's a Russian ballerina. Anna Pavlova said, get my swan costume ready. Mm. Was she in a swan lake? Yeah. And Alex, a highly intelligent African gray parrot who died on September 6, 2007. Yes, this is a bird. Said, you be good. You'll be in tomorrow. I love you. My favorite words come from the bird. <laughs> the wise bird. We wish for you the most incredible 2020 full of cheer and wellness and joy and purpose. Yeah, be safe. Be good to one another. Be good to yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we wish you the very best in the year to come. We hope you enjoyed this and we'll be back soon. You've been listening to Yakez's Life Advice. We advise you to tune in again next time. Thank you.